Welcome to the Mary's Mentors Podcast. My name is Mary Rose Swan. And I'm Mary Letitia Deal. And this is a podcast about business, life, human design, and whatever the fuck we want. (laughs) Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Mary. How are you today? I am doing quite well. I'm looking forward to looking at my sleep tracker. I don't look at anything from my watch very often. I really just use it for a watch and it's not fancy. So I can't wait to see how much I slept last night. How about you? How did you sleep last night? Um, I slept pretty good. We, we did a mini, a mini vacation in town. So I slept, I actually slept really good. It's like a half staycation where you're it's still a half staycation. <laughs> still within the zip code block of our big town. Josh was like, we got to the furthest exit. Look, we're we're almost out of town. I know, basically. I mean, seriously, you could just go go park in Laurel and you've gotten further away. Which is funny. I know. You also live. So well, we are joining each other this morning just because we've talked so much over the last episodes about human design and so many different things but we wanted to kind of do a little bit of a getting to know you session and the way that we wanted to do that was asking each other some icebreaker questions and answering and seeing so I picked out three did you pick out three yes I did Okay, why don't you fire off with one and we'll just see how this rolls. Mine all right. Um, so my first one is when you were six years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? When I was six, I've always been highly dramatic And so I would say I probably would have wanted to, I've always wanted to be an actress. And then it kind of segued more into in adulthood, I think it would be really cool to do stand up, but it also requires honing of a skill set that I just haven't really been interested in learning. So (laughs) I'd say actress, which then became stand up comedian in adulthood, because I still want to be something when I grow up. I know, right? That's that that was the hardest part about this question. For me, I'm like, grow up. When do we grow I know. up? <laughs> what do you want to do? Working on it, sir. Like it should really be broken up into blocks of time. Like, what do you want to spend this decade doing? Like I spent the my, you know, and you spent your twenties and a lot of that time raising babies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm like, am I in 40, headed to 50? What is this? chunk look like and then I can readjust the 50 to 60 I might want to do something totally different I might want to do something totally different in two years again very true (laughs) what what was your answer to this question about being six years old what did you want to be so the six years old I was trying to think if it was six or seven ish probably for me I really wanted to be a doctor and probably for all the wrong reasons but I was like looking at whatever people would give me for anatomy books and the muscle structure on the human skeleton 
And um, I was raised by people who hunted and um, we slaughtered a lot of our own animals. So I think that that was probably the phase I was going through when I was really watching um, animals be dissected for, for meat purposes. Um, but it was all very, very interesting to me. Yeah. So there was, a, there was about a four year span there where I really thought I was going to go be a doctor or surgeon specifically. Um, but turns out I'm not quite that much of a sociopath. So I did not pursue that path. Yeah. It's almost like you have to selectively shut down being a human being in order to be able to cut into mm-hmm. a human being. Yeah, absolutely. That is so true. All right. So my first question was, and in the same line, these are all kind of related to younger self or childhood. Who was your childhood actor or actress crush? Crush? Less more than one, because I have a dozen. So many. Yeah. I know. I really think like, okay, so we start hitting that, that pinnacle of infatuation in a roughly that 11 to 13 year old era, which I can probably, I like, we're sim- we're almost the same age. So I would assume a few things, but it's like, they were always mostly our age. I didn't have a lot of older people that I was super. I didn't either, but I was, I was probably way more into music than I was into actors, but I would have to say my very first actor crush was um, the wonder years. Um, why can't I think of his name? Um, it's Fred right on the tip Savage. Of my tip. Fred Savage. Absolutely. You had a Fred Savage crush. Yes. So yes. funny. For sure. Um, and Wonder Gears was one of those shows that I never missed. Like I watched religiously as it came out. And then as it became a rerun on on TV, I still watched it. Um, like I yes, could, that was probably my very first. The first thing that popped into my head was French Savage. The theme song immediately starts playing in my head. My throat mm-hmm. closes up because I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, I love, I love that song. I also love that song since you talked about music. If you ever go watch Joe Cocker sing that song live at Woodstock, I love it. That's actually one of my favorite songs to watch live. We put something, oh no, we were watching a show the other day and the first part of that song, I thought it was that song playing and it turned out to be a different song. And he's like, I always get those confused. I'm like, well, me too, evidently. I thought that was totally... The Wonder Years <laughs> soundtrack playing. <laughs> oh, it's so good. My childhood crush, I would say, so the earliest, earliest one, and it's really weird because I was much too young to be having crushes, but I was like two, three and fascinated with Michael Jackson. But my mom had Thriller. Mm. So this, this is where I like look at my parents and I'm like, my mom had Thriller when I like early 80s. So this was like 82, 83. And I'm like, I don't know. That doesn't, I don't think that that says anything that people can't be racist if they were listening to Michael Jackson. But I just, that kind of was, now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, early indicator that my parents were kind of like hep to the fact that Michael Jackson was probably the, the coolest shit ever and she needed to have him on vinyl. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm, for sure. Oh, but Thriller was great. So I really liked Michael Jackson. He was like my first real celebrity crush. I would have to say, so I was obsessed with New Kids on the Block when they came out. 
girl and I guess to the point 13. that I had every poster I mean my all my walls were covered with new kids who, on the block posters I've got to know who was your favorite new kid mm. did you who love them yours? Like, I did it was so hard for me to choose because I loved them all like I everyone I know had a specific new kid like you had you picked one because he was your boyfriend <laughs> And then when you had friends that liked him too, you'd have to come to some kind of agreement with your girlfriends and be like, okay, listen, we both love Joey. I get it. I know that you can't love him possibly more than I can. So I'm just going to say I'm cool with it. That's kind of the <laughs> negotiations I did as a Joey fan. But that's so funny. I did love Joey. Give me, why can't I, I like, I'm having such a blank. I can tell you all their names. So yes, there was, tell me all Jonathan, their names. Yes. Jonathan was like the dorky kind of nerdy one. Sophisticated. That's sophisticated. how I would. <laughs> yeah. You say sophisticated. I say dorky. That's funny. Um, Jordan was, I don't know. I think Jordan really struck me as the funky one. And Jordan was beautiful. He really he was. was beautiful. Okay. So then Donnie was the bad boy. Yes. And how can you not love a fucking Wahlberg? Like I oh. love them all. See, this is my problem. Like I love them all because of the differences that they had. <laughs> <laughs> I just there's yeah there's so many Wahlbergs to love um mm -hmm. then we had Joey the baby he was the, course, baby. the baby and he had the baby face and it was so cute and then Mr. Danny Wood so in my early adulthood we were watching VH1's Behind the Music about new kids on the block and it had been a while since I had paid any attention to New Kids on the Block because I was in my early 20s and mm -hmm. I was no longer that 11 to 13 year old girl who was obsessed with them. No shit, I told my dad though that they were going to be bigger than the Beatles. And I was kind of right. Um, the New Kids on the Block are still touring, dad. Is Paul McCartney and Ringo still out there banging the, banging the skins? Anyways. So I watched this document, this behind the music, and I was absolutely floored by the fact that I had wasted all of that time loving Joey when Danny was really the hottest one out of the new kids on the block. He was so hot, so hot. And I had no idea because I just had goo goo eyes for this baby faced little Boston asshole and Danny Wood was there the whole time I really felt robbed <laughs> you really felt robbed that your your libido had gone for the baby face rather well, than yeah. <laughs> I'm like he was so much hotter I could have been you really robbed yourself <laughs> I know it's really true I wasn't ready for Danny I have to say my 11 to 13 year old self was not ready for a man like Danny I I, I must just say that he came into my life at the right time which was in my early 20s thank That's you Danny so yeah, I feel like I was probably that friend that was hanging out with other friends. And when they liked one of them, I could just pick another one because I love them all so much. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. you can totally have Danny today because, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm we were very <laughs> territorial about our boys. When you had one, when you had a favorite, you were like, I'll cut a bitch for this new kid on the <laughs> And, oh. and now it's so funny because they're still tour. I love that. I think that that's amazing that they're 
like still doing their thing. Would again. you? Would you go see them if they came? Forward? Would you? Well, counter- yes, I would. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a really fun thing we to look. Have to go sing every song because they usually go do a concert. You know, I want to go to the one of the ones that has a lot of '90s acts in it. I've always wanted to see like some of the people that go and do those, like Salt and Peppa and stuff. I think would be really fun. So. Let's put that on the yeah, calendar. That would be awesome. Let's, yes, absolutely. So is it your question next? It is my question next. All right. So. Oh, which one? Okay. When was the last time you did something for the first time? Oh, I saw that question and I thought it looked like a good question. And I was thinking about that because. I kind of felt like last night might have been the first time that I've ever voluntarily watched a Godzilla movie. And therefore, I was having to look things up related to Godzilla. (laughs) I had never looked up before because of Kong versus Godzilla. We, my son and my husband and I watched it together. Is that the new one? It's the new one. And we were very confused because I, there had been apparently something before this and I didn't watch it. So there was a lot going on that was like, huh? What? I don't understand. <laughs> Welcome to my life. But Coulter and I had, some- to my life. <laughs> we had great commentary, but at one point we're watching these two Titans fighting. And I'm like, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be funny if they kissed? And then I turned it into with Godzilla and Kong had kind of started like, making out like this could have been a broke back mountain-esque moment where these two have been fighting their attraction for so long and now they want to be together I was really down for that and everybody was they were maybe a little horrified that that was my line of thinking but I thought it was hilarious Godzilla watching Godzilla that was my first time when did you do something for the when was the last time you did it for the first time (sighs) That's a good question. I've got one for you. What? That camper. Oh, yeah. Taking out your RV. Okay, taking out the RV. I guess we've taken it out three times. I mean, but I'm still learning it and shit is going awry. So I, yeah. I think Yay. doing it during a cold weather, kind of like it was still kind of dicey. Oh. On yeah, weather. for sure. Because last year when we did take it out, it was super nice. We didn't need any of the amenities. Exactly. <laughs> you, have to crack a, you had to crack a window, not try to mm-hmm. heat the space. Exactly. So that is my that is my new adventure this summer. I got to learn how all the pieces and parts work. Because honestly, I could live in that sucker if all the pieces and parts work. Yeah. It is, Tiny big enough for me, Josh, and the dog. Too bad Leo's got three more years of school. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why Josh has a house, so. I know, right. I'm just saying. <laughs> and you can always take a tent. I mean, that's the thing. You always get, can no, have a No, 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 for sure. But we were just talking, we were joking about how, like, getting it set up, like, because it doesn't take long to set up. But then being able to stay somewhere for three, four days and then move on rather than having to come home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it'd be nice to just move on out to, like, Spokane, stay there for a week and then go to Seattle and stay there for a couple days. And, you know, that's my dream life. My dream life is the RV life. What can I say? 
Uh, I, I hear you. I hear you. Are you ready for my question? I am. Oh, this one is kind of fun. What is the worst advice you've ever given? Ooh. Worst advice I've ever given. I can <laughs> Well, so we don't have dead air on the pod. Uh, <laughs> I thought about this and I was like, you know, what it, I, first of all, I just have to preface with, when you know better, you do better. But any time that I told a mom that motherhood like made her deserving of treating herself with alcohol was the worst advice I'd ever given. And I gave it a lot. So now that I know better, I don't tell people that motherhood is, is requiring of needing to be buzzed to be able to um, tolerate or get through. That was my worst. Yeah, now, now you give people dozens of healthy ways to deal with the stresses. Now they're like, and you we didn't listen to awesome. you before. Why are we? <laughs> <laughs> so many people do though. Like you really do. Um, I'd say that I I don't know. I don't feel like I give bad advice. What can I say? Oh, oh <laughs> you think I think I give bad advice? That's I know, really right? I know. One. Um, but I, the, the thing that popped into my head was the conversation I had with, um, with my ex-husband's first next wife after me. And she invited me to the wedding. And I was like, nah, I think I'll sit this one out. I do appreciate the fact that you're great. Um, and, she, and that you're going to marry him and be a part of my kids' life. And I guess that I just felt like I should have told her more oh like, like regretting you know what I mean and, yeah instead of instead of just saying like this is stupid you should never do this he's going to do the same things to you that he did to me and you're a sweetheart Ooh. um I, sh- I should have told her the truth I think is is the thing that popped into my head um part of me is is okay that I didn't because my kids still have her in their life and she mm-hmm. is a great person and you know that that may be probably why I didn't do it because he wouldn't have had a relationship with my children if it wasn't for her. Um, and he cheated on me with her and he cheated on the next lady. You know what I mean? On her with the yeah, next lady. It was the cycle. So on so on. Oh, yeah. It was the cycle. And I guess that's the part that I was like, should well, I should have given her more real advice. But- I completely understand. And I think that that is so true. And I love that that actually, it's not bad advice. It's reg- it's the regret of l- like not lying by omission, but it's still that same by not speaking. You didn't mm-hmm. give her like full informed like she wasn't making informed consent but at the same time she was making informed consent and that's where it's like you could have told her and it would have made really no difference no at all. difference I think that that's we sometimes overestimate our influence on someone especially when they're about to fucking marry somebody that we know is bad news mm-hmm. women um oddly like I don't know, territorial about their decision. Like, they're like, it's my decision. Even if it's the wrong one, it's mine to make. Oh, absolutely. Because that's the way I felt when my mom was like, you should not be doing this, honey. And I was like, you do not tell me what to do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you might as well have just told me I should totally marry him. (laughs) Like, I live in opposite world when my mom tells me to do something. All right, oh, are you ready for? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I think it is your turn, isn't it? All right. I got to go back to what we talked a little bit about yesterday, but what is your overall best or worst vacation trip that mm. you've ever taken? And you could do best or worst, you, or you can oh. do both, whichever. God, okay. I might do both. Um, so, you know, I, I've done, there's so many great trips. I would say like, if I got to choose family, I would say my LA trip with my kids. It was so much fun for just myself though. I'm going to say a formative trip because I will say that going to Washington DC when I was in high school for close up, it was the very first time I'd ever flown on an airplane was when I was like 17 years old. It's my first time ever going to the East coast. Um, my only time so far that I've been to the East coast, if I'm being totally honest. Um, so that was a really formative trip because going to the Capitol to see all of the, the real Capitol shit, like it was so well organized. We got so much jam packed into that week. We got to meet kids from all these other schools. It was really, it was just one of those experiences I'm really grateful for. I even found my picture of all of the Montana kids that got to go on this trip. And there had to have been at least 50 kids from Poplar, Montana, as well as Colstrip, but Colstrip, we had a big big group. We were a class A school. Um, worst vacation. Oh God. The, there's Mexico because of being hungover and also from the coldness of my room that I was telling you about the other day, because it was the worst experience, but family vacation was when my husband, I had cancer. We went to Arizona to Phoenix to visit my dad's aunt who we'd really never met before or my dad's sister. So we've, you and I have talked about our families. My dad didn't really grow up with his siblings. So he met his, his sisters in adulthood. And we went on this vacation. I had cancer. My sister was acting out at the time. Love her. But that's kind of, I mean, she would say acting out was a, a nice way of saying that she was like not living at home at 16. There was just some, some things going on. My mom and my sister really shouldn't have been this was like Dr. This was a Dr. Phil episode before there was Dr. Phil on TV. <laughs> At one point on the way home, like we're driving in a humongous van and my sister says something to my mother and my mother, I don't remember what it was. My mother goes into like a blackout rage and she is like attempting to get over several seats of van seating to get to my sister like to slap the shit out of her. It was so bad. She was like, drop me off at a, at a bus station, Wade. Like she was going to get on a bus to go the rest of the way home. She was done fucking done with all of us. It was just so wild. And my husband was with us on that trip and he still decided to marry me. So <laughs> seriously, like that is a great one to ask about that trip because of the fact that he, he also got really like my, he and my brother got some food poisoning while we were there. And, um, I did go to a wig shop. I had a wig that I had opened the oven door and all of the bangs of the wig had burned. <laughs> it was plastic. So I looked like I had no shit, a bunch of pubes on my forehead, but this was my only wig that I could wear while I had cancer. And I, I wasn't going to go without a wig. But down in Phoenix, somebody took, I went to a wig shop and they kind of fixed the bangs for me. So I'm really grateful that I didn't have pubes after that trip. That's Anyways. Funny. Okay. So I have like four best, two best trips. 
Yeah, best trips. Like I have so many best trips. I you talk about DC. I had to, you know, Lori and I got to go out to DC as adults and and go out there for Association for Talent Development conference, and that was absolutely amazing. I literally made that woman walk around DC until she had giant blisters on her feet and she was crying and she couldn't walk anymore. And I'm like, I still gotta go. There's things to mm-hmm. eat. <laughs> Um, but it was fantastic. The other one, I mean, the one that sticks out in my mind probably the most was when Josh and I went to San Francisco and we got to, you know, we got to see a professional baseball game and my first NFL game there. It was, um, we, we took the- And you went to Alcatraz and I know that you, your oh, experience so was awesome. like, I know I, I would really, that is one of those things that just from the perspective of it's not like the wine and you had almost given me a, a sense of dread about seeing Alcatraz, but it's like that human suffering is just like so prevalent oh, there, but it the is energy. Really, oh. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's absolutely an experience that every human should go through and it was amazing. But as somebody who really picks up on energy and pulls energy in a way, it was so intense because the human suffering that happened on that island I mean going back for hundreds and hundreds of years is is intense and it's it's something that is ingrained into that island um but it is it is so beautiful and we packed so much stuff into that six I think we were gone for six or seven days we did so much stuff we we learned the city bus system we took the, the oh yeah the um, muni is it the muni or is that the mm-hmm. subway system no that oh the muni might be the subway system i can't remember the names now but we did the subway system we also did the full city bus system because we went down to mm-hmm. the parks and stuff and then of course the um classic um trolleys we 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 did all that and that was something josh wanted to rent a car and i'm like i am not renting a car in san francisco and he was like, it was kind of an argument before we went. And I was like, one of my favorite things to do in a city, and I've done this since I was this, the first time I traveled, like I've done this and it's learned the city fucking transit system, whatever that is, bus, um, you know, the trolley. If you're, lucky, the, the if you're lucky enough to have a good one in that city, then you, you take advantage of it because mm-hmm. there are a lot of places that have great public transit seattle is one of them fantastic yep, public absolutely transit. portland and has so, public transit. and that was an experience he'd never done before when we went to dc that's the first thing i had already been doing the research and Lori was like how are we gonna get from here to there i'm like i already looked it's four blocks we're gonna go on to the the metro is what they call it there yeah the i've ridden the metro the- and i was like and she's like how are we going to know how to do it? I was like, we're going to figure it out on the way. I was like, because that's the very, my favorite thing about going to a city is getting ingrained in that city life, being able to see the day-to-day people, the restaurants that they eat at, the the places that people travel. And I just, I love that. So I do too. And when I stayed in, uh, what's it called? Um, Indianapolis, we stayed in a house. Like I like the Airbnb kind of gives you that, that feeling of your, you are of the locals because you're staying. So it's not like specifically hotel. You're kind of like living in a place mm-hmm. that is a little bit more local. I Absolutely. like that it kind of helps add to the ambiance. Oh you my God. And the apartment, the Airbnb apartment we had in San Francisco, you could go out on the back and like, it's covered in trees and we're in this tiny little place 
you could see the fucking ocean and it was gorgeous like just straight out the back even though there's houses all the way around it was just the, it was the most beautiful um vacation just to be able to get up have coffee go out on the back porch um I like Multiple places where I don't really <laughs> watch the ocean. I like to have one day where I don't really even necessarily feel compelled to have to go do something when I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. And we did that when the last time we went to um, Pocatello, we went to our, our, well, and we were lucky we we're staying with, with family. So on one of the days we were just like, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to hang out here all day and just mm-hmm. relax. You know, we don't want to be. I mean, we had like, we went to the zoo, we went to a big water park that they have not far from Pocatello in lava, um, because they have like a hot springs there and like a big outdoor water park. It was really fun. But I was like, some days you just want to like chill and not drive around those in. I do try and plan a a relaxing day in when we do vacations. Cause just like the go, go, go the whole time can be exhausting. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and and that was honestly, also- I don't feel like I've ever had a bad vacation. Like I've had some bad experiences on vacations, but I've never overall had a Yeah, bad there's never been a time. I, I, I don't think there's been often that I've said, I wish I would have just stayed home. You know, mm-hmm. those times that I've always wished that I would have just stayed home were usually because I was fucking wasted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember like when the kids and I took our trip up the West coast, um, you know, there was a, a one point where we got out to see the whales and stuff. And Emily and I wanted to take a, we had to get out of the car and hike and, and Michaela refused to get out of the fucking car and Trevor was being a dick. And we, so Emily and I got out, we took a hike up the mountain we came back down to the lighthouse and Trevor was like, you've been watching the whales. I've counted like a dozen. And I was like, Oh my God, that's why I'm here. I wanted to see the whales. <laughs> and anyway even even when my kids were being assholes it all turned out to um, be an overall great vacation exactly and that's the thing like I remember actually turning around it's not my proudest moment as a parent but I turned around and I literally punched my son on the arm um, when we were coming back from Colorado Springs because like I he's just he's so belligerent at times that he had I had said like you need to you guys need to stop talking to each other look out different windows you guys are really your 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 dad can't concentrate while you guys are being such assholes and like he did something and I just turned around and it wasn't like a real hard punch but it was just enough to be like dude you didn't <laughs> not my proudest moment but that's what what happens when you're in like confined spaces now I'm like the reason why we take a larger vehicle on vacation is because they're further away they're not close enough to punch mm-hmm. and they're I'm not also- say you're so calm you're so hilarious like I know that somebody got I, I know at least one of my children got slapped across the face during that trip so <laughs> talk about proudest moments like <laughs> you 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 I don't particularly love in the arm I'm like I'm like whoever's whoever's within arm length probably got slapped across the face it could have been all three of them who knows but man when they're assholes they're assholes and I mean I feel like at that age Trevor was just not quite 18 so Michaela was 16 and Emily was like 13 that was my car full of children it's like there's so much for six days so many (laughs) 
so much so many oh. hormones and then and then two of my three children are not adventurers so like we packed up like I had planned the trip I had planned the trip very specifically for m- my birthday night that was going to be on the trip mm-hmm. I think we were gone for six or seven days um but as you know everything's packed up got the rental car everything's packed up we're, t- we're camping for most of the trip all the way out there and uh we get all in the car, we take off. We're, we're actually at the town pump in Laurel, like doing our last little our last little trip run for snacks or whatnot, gas. And Trevor looks at me and goes, so where are we staying tonight? And I was like, I don't know, wherever we land. And he, his jaw dropped to the ground. I thought that he didn't want to get in the car. I was like, get in the car, let's go. Like, we're going. He's like, no, we aren't going to have camping spots. You don't know. We're not going to, we're not going to be able to have any fun, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you have never road tripped with your mother. Really? Because you spent your whole fucking childhood road tripping with your mother. Have yeah, we ever like, not had your a mom provided you a spot every time you needed to go to your <laughs> motocross. She motocross, made sure you, had a, yeah. you had a place to stay every single night that you needed one, buddy. God, yeah, it is yeah. so amazing how quickly. And, they- and Michaela was, Michaela almost had a panic attack. She's like, none of this is planned. Like, are you kidding me? Like, none of this. I was like, everybody needs to shut the fuck up right now. Let's get some music on and roll. Like, yeah, you they people. have no idea what it was like for our our parents who, when you didn't have GPS, you had to use a map to get places. Mm-hmm. And you needed to also get not just map directions, but you had to have the person that whose house you were going to give you explicit directions on how to get there because trying to find an address on a map was next to impossible. Impossible. You can find a street and then you can walk, drive up and down that freaking street 17 times to figure out which house was theirs. Yeah. No. And in our age. Learn that it is an adventure. Like. Yeah. Like in our, our youth, we had MapQuest. And I was actually just talking about that the other day. MapQuest. Where we would type in an address. It would pull up the directions. Like the left turn, right turn stuff. And then mm-hmm. you'd print that shit out out. and keep it in your car my first my first road trip by myself out of state I want to say my my little brother um was getting married so I was 23 or 24 and I was leaving all the kids at home and I was hopping in a car and driving to Portland Oregon all by myself and this was before our cell phones did anything for us had a cell phone so I could call somebody but like besides calling and texting it had no other functions so my sister I got as far as Yakima Washington which was where I was staying the first night to to hang out with my sister and um I got lost and I had to be on the phone with her and she's on MapQuest giving me right turn left turn fucking direction (laughs) then when I got there, because I was taking kind of a back way from Yakima down to Portland, yeah, she she printed me off, and it was six pages, six pages of right turn left turn, oh, man. street directions, and I made it. I made it in the middle of the you night. Made but it. I made it. You know, guys, um, thank you for tuning into our travel podcast. Which this That's is. Right. <laughs> But we really could have our own travel podcast and just talk really about road trips and places. And think I think people would tune in to it. Um, did I have one more question too? I think maybe I have one more question. I think you do. Yep. 
Sorry, um, and I'm, I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to keep it short because this is the last question. So I'll just make it a yes, no. How does that sound? Perfect. Would you tell a total stranger your darkest secret if you were guaranteed never to see that person again? No. I don't have very, I don't have any dark secrets. Well, that's, that's me. I don't have a ton of dark secrets, but I don't tell people things I don't know. So mm-hmm. I don't confide in people that I don't know. Not on a, not on a real level. No, that was, the, that Even was, if the- I'd never see them before. Yeah. Or never see them again or before. Like, it doesn't matter. I want to confide my deepest, darkest stuff to people that I trust with my whole heart. Oh yeah. Yes. Good. How answer. about you? Well, I don't have any dark secrets. I think that's the thing. I, I I don't feel as though there's really anything so shameful that I feel or believe. I would say anything that I would say, I would hope would humanize me to others about any of the things that I've thought, any imagery that comes up in my head. I try not to question myself or judge myself too harshly for things because I'm a product of conditioning. So I guess I'm just too that's- fucking woke and too... <laughs> Well, and I don't feel like I have a ton of dark secrets either. Like, that's the thing. I don't feel like there is a deepest, darkest secret. I feel like since I've become an adult, like you said, all the things that I thought were shameful before are now, they're humanizing. They're the things that have been, yeah, in a, in a strange way, like, like my, my strange murderino, like obsession I felt like that was such a weirdness for so long. And then it turns out everybody has it. And there's this whole subculture of people who are obsessed. Oh, with yeah. And, now, and now, for any of the wrong reasons. Well, and I even find myself within that community finding things where I'm just like, oh, that might be just one touch too far. And so it's like everybody has their own limitations but you know the thing is is that I don't have to inflict any of my thoughts about whether something is maybe just a little too far on someone because on it's anyone my and yeah. I can say if I don't want to see this I don't have to see this this is what the amazing thing is is I don't expect other people to curate my experience for me which is I think what a lot of people feel entitled to is a curated experience um especially with social media I don't do that. I let it all hang out. Yeah, I, I try to put more good out there than than anything. Absolutely, I to absolutely. It. I I seen a post, and I don't want to call anybody out, but it said something about praying for the woman I'll be in five years. And I thought to myself, or I pray now for the woman. I don't know. It 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 hit me funny because I thought, yeah. You could pray for that girl that you're going to be or that woman that you're going to grow into in five years, but you're also responsible for that woman that you're going to be in five years. And are you really, really and doing t- doing things that make the her actions proud of exactly. you? Exactly, exactly. And that, that, that was the thing I really wanted to say on that post, and I didn't because it's social media, and I don't like to call anybody out in any negative way. And I don't feel like this is negative, but that's the first thing I thought is. God, I hope you're doing more than just praying for her because you are responsible for that woman that you're going to be in five years. So you better be taking some actions to make sure that you are happy with that woman that you're going to be in five years and that you are taking responsibility and not assuming that 
world, the world, the people around you, your husband, whatever, your children are going to curate that world for you that you're going to be in five years. I really wanted to take that person aside and say, you, you are responsible for you. Nobody else is going to do this for you. So celebrate you make the steps for you. Prayers are prayers, but prayers with <laughs> action are what will actually make shit happen. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. We, we, well, that's kind of the, the, I wouldn't say joke about when you see the, the term thoughts and prayers, you know, it's like, well, we don't need thoughts and prayers. We need actions. That's where all of this continuation of only giving thoughts and prayers is getting us. I know, but there are times where you can only say that because there's no actions that will help. And that's, yeah. I feel like I don't ever say that. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, I definitely tell all the good energy that I can. Oh, absolutely. Nothing I, never, I can do for exactly. you. <laughs> I think thoughts, thoughts and prayers just as a statement has become very um, triggering because it seems as oh, though yeah. it's minimizing the, you know, it's minimizing whatever it is that you're, you're, that you're sending thoughts and prayers on. Anyways, we should probably wrap this up because we probably, we can just seriously go on for an hour. Um, because we now we love getting to know each other. We've known each other now 10 years and we still enjoy learning new things about each other. Um, so do you have anything you want to throw in? I did, we didn't do what we, anything that we love this week. Do you want to throw anything at the end? We didn't. Um, Gosh, I mean, we talked about all the things I love, travel, 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 travel. Um, I really didn't do a ton of, of, of stuff besides Mindset Mentor this week as far as media goes. Um, I've been super busy pomodoroing things like crazy, yep. so... Got, we've gotten a lot done this week. I will say yeah. that um, if you haven't yet, I'm not going to call out any specific episode, but please go listen to I Saw What You Did. Um, it's an amazing podcast. We love it. It's really fun to listen to. We enjoy the hosts, Danielle and Millie. They um, are amazing. So I would just push any traffic that listens to us. Absolutely. They are hilarious. You know, I don't ever write reviews, but I gave those girls, I've given them two reviews because they are that good. They are hilarious. They are two good friends and I just love them so much. I'd love to be able to compare us to them at some point. They I know so I do too. Funny. I love listening to friends <laughs> talk to each other. Me and too, I was kind of hoping, too. I was kind of hoping that we might have, and we did our new kids on the block moment was much like a moment in a recent episode I listened yes. to. Where we were like freaking out over the same um, childhood crush that they had. So yeah. All right, right. you have a fabulous week. Thanks, you too. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.